Welcome to Sarah and T, the podcast that focuses on professional vacation rental management. Brought to you by Sarah Bradford of Winter Park Lodging Company and Steamboat Lodging Company located in the mountains of Colorado, as well as Tim Cafferty of Outer Banks Blue and Sandbridge Blue Realty Services on the coast of North Carolina and Virginia. Separately, Sarah and T manage more than 600 vacation rental properties and are regarded as two of the top experts on vacation rental management. Together, they bring you this podcast to share their experience, have some fun, and let you know that you are not alone in this crazy business of providing short-term rentals to the public. Now, for the next 30 minutes or so, get ready to have some fun and maybe learn something. Here's our hosts, Sarah and T. We're back and better than ever. I'm Sarah. And I'm Tim. And Tim, today we are going to do a revisit and an update on a popular episode we did two and a half years ago, back before COVID. I think it was June 2019. We're going to talk again about the amenities that people want now in their vacation rental. I think this is really timely. I've had a number of conversations here in the last few months, and I think you have as well, with vacation rental managers who are dealing with owners who have just purchased their property, and they want to know, what do I need to do to this property to get maximum income? Because they've bought at maximum price, and now they want maximum income. And I've talked to vacation rental managers about this. I've talked to owners about this. And in looking back, some of the stuff is exactly the same, but I think we also have amped it up a bit. I'm glad you brought up the idea of walking through or talking with owners about what to add to their property. I haven't even told you this experience I had recently, but the tables have been turned on me because mm-hmm. we bought a property in Arizona and I walked through the home with the property manager we're going to use this week. Wow. How strange to be on the other side of that. Before you say another thing. Raise your hand out there if you would like to have Sarah Bradford as one of your property owners. I know. No, no, please. Well, first of all, I said to her, listen, the two ladies came by and I said, listen, I know everything about this. Of course, I do a podcast. You know that. I'm not going to be that owner that you have to like nicely tell me something. Just say it like you've always wanted to while we walk through. Just give it to me. And they (laughs) did. One thing I noticed is I wanted the house to look so good for them. And I've never thought about that when an owner Mm -hmm. showed their house. And then when they didn't get excited about something or they told me something wasn't quite right, I had to really fight those defensive feelings, which I think owners probably always have. This is very timely because they told me some things the house needed that I didn't know needed it. They want me to have a TV in the master and I'm going to do it. So let's talk about these amenities that guests really want. We are the experts and we need to share these ideas with our owners so that they can maximize revenue and we can too. How do you want to handle this? We've got some stuff now, but we had this stuff from two and a half years ago as well. You want to revisit the list from two years ago and see if it still stands and then go from there? I think go over the list from two and a half years ago and then we'll agree to ones that are still relevant. And then we're going to add to the list. How about that? This is episode 48, by the way. Wow. That was a long time ago. That was. I always kind of scratch my head go, wow, two and a half years ago. We've been doing this five years. Unbelievable. Number one on the list, I think is still going to be number one. Now you got to have kick butt Wi-Fi. Yeah. That made my list for now as well. I would say that has gone 
up in priority, even higher than it was two and a half years ago with everybody working from home, fast, fast Wi-Fi. Everybody can be on it and it still flies. Super important and we should be bragging about it. I think I heard a statistic in the past year that said the average vacationer, if you will, has two and a half devices with them when they're on vacation. Multiply that by eight people. You better have a good connection because the kids want to do their games. You want to check with work. Somebody wants to watch a video. You got to have it. You know what else connected to that is it's vital that you have a way for them to plug all those things in without mm-hmm. removing the plugs that the lamps are in. You would be proud of me in this vacation rental we're getting set up. I got multiple USB plugs next to each bedside so that people can charge. And then there's a family charging area. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Side note on that is we're going to make this the longest podcast in history. Deb and I are redoing a house right now. I was not aware until we just started rewiring. You now can have outlets that have the regular plugs and USB plugs right in the outlets in the walls. So cool. I'm so bummed yeah. we didn't do that when we remodeled this house. So number two from June of 2019 was instant fun. You remember what that was? Yes. And not to belabor this too much, but I feel like everybody should walk in and it should be fun things to do immediately. Run out to the pool, jump in the hot tub. Something immediately can be awesome. I'm going to keep referring to Arizona, I think. We bought a Mm -hmm. 60s house and we redid it mid-mod 60s. I'm going to have 60s clothing that's kind of one size fit all. And you can just put it on right away and start taking pictures. One time at this house, we stayed in Nashville for the VRMA conference. It had props and clothes to put on. We had those clothes and props on within five minutes of walking in. Another way to get instant fun is to vacation with the Bradfords. (laughs) (laughs) Number three along that list, very similar but different, and that's games. I remember saying, the Cafferty girls love to play Uno. We won't go anywhere without our taboo game. And I like to do jigsaw puzzles and please have all the pieces. Well, that's impossible to have all the pieces. So I don't agree that there should be jigsaw puzzles. Games and game tables are still on my list. So we'll just cover that now. Remember, people are on vacation. They're not there. Just live their life and do laundry. You got to have games. Lots of cards, decks of cards. I do think you should have 52 in the deck. You can check that. So many games can be played with cards. So you definitely have cards and then some additional games that don't have a lot of pieces. The first game I bought for the Arizona house was Taboo. There you go. Okay, next one. The three Ps. Do you remember what the three Ps were? Oh, yeah. That was like a brilliant moment of mine. It was. It was very good. Pets, parking, and Patron. No, what was the third P? (laughs) Pools. Patron may be the fourth P. But yes, accepting pets. I'm not sure if you do that in your new property, but you know I'm a big believer in bringing Fido. He's part of the family. Bring him along. Charge an extra fee, if you will. I assure you the damage is negligible. And then ample free parking. Make sure that you have enough parking for the number of bedrooms that you have. And then, of course, pools is self-explanatory. I forget about pools because I'm just on the hot tub kick. We only have one house with a pool. What was another couple on that list so we can get to our new ones? We talked about privacy. When you are in a property, you don't want the people lurking through the window next door. And that may not be as big an issue out West as it is on the East, where we have these houses and it looks like they're just sandwiched in and you literally have 10 feet between the properties and you're looking out the kitchen window into the living room of the property 20 feet away. Privacy important. And then don't even get me started on the outside shower where you can kind of look down the outside shower. Make sure you have privacy. Creepy. We do 
sandwich them in here. So we have the same issues. That's so vital that you have window treatments that mm-hmm. can close. Mm-hmm. Really important because all those places turn into fish bowls at night. And I think some people don't want to be seen all evening long. Got a couple of more on the list I think is worthy of discussion. I know you're going to love this one. A fully stocked kitchen. That is sometimes a term that people don't understand. Some people think that, first of all, fully stocked kitchen means groceries in it. And then second of all, people don't understand what a stocked kitchen is. Like if someone doesn't cook, they think it's good enough to have some plates and some silverware. Stocked has to have everything. In fact, when we did the walkthrough through my house, the rental agent, she said, do you have a way to make turkey dinner? Do you have a roaster? And I was like, no, but that's fine, right? She's like, no, you're going to need it. And then she said, do you have service for many, not just 10 plates? You have to have enough to really entertain. And I said, well, I don't really want them to have a lot of people over to entertain. And she's like, well, they're not going to run the dishwasher all the time. So you have to have way more plates and silverware than you think you'll need. And serving trays Mm -hmm. and just all the amenities in terms of the right set of knives, the graters, all the kitchen utensils that you would use at home needs to be in your vacation rental as well. That's the way you can surprise and delight your guests. You can say, look, they have an orange squeezer, (laughs) an orange juicer. They have a lemon squeezer. They have an avocado digger outer. In homage to Simon Lehman, make sure the knives are sharp as well. Heck yeah. Okay. What else is on that list, Tim? I like this one. Uniqueness. You are Miss Unique. The Instagram moment we talked about two and a half years ago, something about the property that you're like, wow, that's so cool. I'm still on that kick. I still think people take pictures like that with something cool from the house behind them, the props and the clothing. So make sure something is unique in that house. I'll just give you one more and we can transition right into the new list here as well. And that is large hangout areas. Still hasn't gone away. Everybody wants a place to hang out. So many of these places in the ski towns are built for sleeping 10, but only seating four in the living area. So just remember, it's not four people staying in a four bedroom. It's eight to 10. You have to have plenty of seating. And one of the things we're getting to in the coastal communities as well is areas to get them out of the house. That pool area now has a cabana, maybe a full kitchen out there with a TV and refrigerator and so on. Get them out of the house. Improves the wear and tear on the property. They also have more enjoyment being outside, and it just gives you more options with the property. Deb and I just got a property recently. It has a beautiful sunroom right beside the kitchen. It's so cool to go out there and just sit. You can read a book by yourself, or you can go out there and play games, and you're separated from everybody else. But again, it's a hangout area. Love it. Great. And in Arizona, we call that the casita. Casita. Okay. (laughs) You're getting all fancy on me. All right. Are we ready for our new list? Yeah. Let's move on over there and see what's on the new list now. That was June of 2019. The A-plus amenities you have to have. And now it's time to add to it. All right. I'm thinking everyone's driving, thinking of one we haven't said. So let's Mm -hmm. see if we hit it. This is almost like Family Feud, (laughs) right? Let's see if we say the ones that are behind the curtain. So let's do the first one. And I would say a work office desk space. I know I didn't say that two years ago because I thought that was boring. And I even said that it made you bummed out on vacation if you saw a work or office desk space because it made you think about work. 
Now I think you need to have a desk in the home. How about you? I think a whole area, right? Because dad's working and kids may be doing schoolwork. Yes, absolutely. Too, Tim. I'm sorry? You said dad's working. This mama's working too. Oh, yeah. Well, (laughs) no question. We're all working. We're all working these days. Yes, indeed. Got to have the space, though. You just can't use the kitchen table or the bar or the the lounge chair at the pool. Yeah. It might have the same effect. Right. The next one on the list, we mentioned at the very end, my husband added it to the list two years ago, but it's official, official now. And I think it's my biggest pet peeve at the moment of properties when you don't have an easy way to play your music. Remember, again, this is what I, I try to set this tone for owners when they're coming on the program and try to describe the scene at the home. It's not just a couple people that are doing their own thing. This is people gathering in a large home to have fun together. What makes it more fun than to get some music playing, right? What's that jam you want to play, Tim? I want to rock out to all my favorite tunes. And that brings the party. That makes it feel like a celebration. And I would say, likely, if you have a higher-end home, just go ahead and tell your owners to get a Sono system. It's so easy. They can add speakers in all the different rooms. And a lot of people have the Sonos app. I love it. You're absolutely right, though. It is about the guest, not about the owner. And so the transistor radio in the closet is not the answer. You got to let them do on their own terms, whether it's a plug-in or wireless or whatever the case might be. I don't want to listen to your CDs that you have in the drawer under the TV. That's not the solution. We just stayed in a property a couple weeks ago and it had no way to play music. We couldn't get the TV to work. We just kind of sat there in silence. (laughs) What do we do now? Oh my God. (laughs) We'll have to talk. It's like an emergency. Wow. Yes, I think we made the point. Music. Okay. What else is on your new list, Ms. Bradford? Well, specifically in the kitchen, I now have really on a kick of a nice coffee maker, Mm. maybe a Keurig and tea makers. And I think you should provide coffee and tea. I'm going to a really, 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 really fancy vacation home in the next couple of weeks for my 50th birthday, finally. And we asked, do you have coffee? And they said, no, you have to get your own coffee. And I thought, what? They're not managed by a professional company. They do it on their own. But I mean, give me some coffee. If I spend $1,000 a night or more, you better give me some good coffee, a nice coffee maker. It better have the automatic shut off and it better be something besides a Mr. Coffee. Same with tea. Since Chris is such a big tea drinker, have a way to make instant water, hot water, and have some tea available. And don't make them use some dirty, rusted teapot. Let me ask you this. As a vacation rental manager, what are your thoughts about you purchasing the item that you think the owner should have and then say, this is what you need in the property and we can put it in place for you so it eliminates all the problems? I'm digging that more and more because then you have the parts to it. And as you replace all those coffee makers, you are you know, eventually have standardization going across the board. Is that what you're doing, Tim? Our ops guy came up with a sink coffee maker on one side, Kerrig on the other. So cool. And we got them in stock and, you know, for X amount, we'll put it right in there, Mr. Owner. Love it. Are you providing Keurigs? Do you put the pods in there? We do not. You you know, I'm always behind on something. Mm -mm. All right. Next item on the list. (laughs) 
So in Steamboat, we have the best water I've ever tasted in my life. But I noticed that a lot of people buy water bottles, bottled mm-hmm. water. And I try to tell them, don't buy it. The water's really good here. Because apparently in a lot of cities and other destinations, the water isn't as great as it is in Steamboat. I think it's incredible if the home has a way to have purified water, whether it's in the fridge or it's connected to the faucet, give away for people to feel good about the water they're drinking instead of making them go out and buy bottled water. I also thought we had the best water in the world here. And I've changed my mind over the last few months. First of all, of course, Deb gets the bottled water in the house so we can have clean water. She has a thing about that. But our laundry facilities, water heaters started leaking about two months ago. We brought a plumber in. The things were only a couple of years old. And they're these commercial water heaters. There's three of them in a row. So no one of them's not stressed. And I asked the plumber, what's going on? He said, well, it's the water. The water's killing your water heaters. I'm like, and I used to drink this stuff. So it's because it's so much gunk. It's it's hard. There's junk and stuff in the water. Yeah. Killing the inside of the water heaters. We take water in large jugs when we go on trips. So we have steamboat water the whole time. (laughs) Another amenity that I believe is gaining steam is the service of grocery delivery. I don't want to take this on myself in our business because finding the person's correct string cheese just sends me over the edge. But most destinations have grocery delivery services and we have partnered with them. And then we very much push those to our guests, especially in large homes, luxury homes, encouraging them to have groceries there when they arrive. How do you handle this, Tim? Well, we don't. But I will say, I think the mindset of the whole world has changed in the last two years for sure. You never heard about grocery stores doing online shopping. Mm. Now we do more of that than go in the store. So people are used to this, to go to the Harris Teeter or the Food Lion or the Wegmans or whatever, and just you go on the app and you got it ready to go. So this is just an extension of that. And they're trying to maximize their time. I love the idea. And all the way that COVID changed that, right? With Grubhub and all the delivery to the home. When you get there, you do not want to go try to find milk and eggs and all the things. So grocery delivery, big one. On that same vein with larger luxury homes, catering services, I believe should be advertised to those guests. Don't make them search it. Don't make them struggle to find it. If you have a couple caterers that you love, then recommend them proactively. And it might make the guest ahead of time go, oh, we should have a dinner to cater. That would be fun. They have a better experience because they don't have to make dinner. Then it's a treat instead of every night after skiing, at least in my world, you got to figure out how to make a lasagna real fast. One of my good friends owns two restaurants here. He's sort of a renowned chef in the area. He does is a thing called chefs on call where they actually come in and make the meal, which is kind of cool to watch them. But he started this past summer to shut down four nights a week. He was only open his restaurant three nights a week. And I was like, gosh, you really must have you having problems with the help because no, I've got so much catering. I can't afford to open the restaurant. Wow. Yeah. So this is definitely catching on. And it makes somebody feel like a local. They have a local come in. They're learning something. It's interactive. Really dig it. Few more here. I mentioned it. I'm just going to mention it again. Internet matters. Fast internet, Wi-Fi. 
But those charging stations really, really do matter. Everyone comes in with their devices and then it's like, ah, I have to charge them. Where do they put them? How do they get that organized so everyone's not putting their phone somewhere and can't find it? I was just at a hotel this past weekend, had the coolest charging station. I took a picture of it so I could go replicate it myself. I've been using the little black ones about the size of a phone that will have like two USB ports and two electric ports. But uh, this one had like seven USB ports and was about the same size. Pretty cool. If the hotels are on top of this for just two of us staying in a room, seven ports, you better have something in every single bedroom, folks. The last one I put as one of the new amenities is, I mean, it's a little bit cheating, but it's having adventures and experiences. Some guests have been asking even how to volunteer in our community while they're here. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. This is not our generation. Heads up. And let's say they're not older than us. So we know who they are. Make sure your guests know about the unique things to do, the unusual off the beaten path. Tell them the things that not everybody's doing in your town. People want adventure and not just go, I don't think they want to just sit on the beach all day or ski even all day. They want to try something else too. I love that. We have had adventure companies, I would say, in the area for years but it has become more top of the mind awareness. People want that experiential travel option. Going kayaking where you can find alligators, taking a bike ride through the woods, doing hang gliding, windsurfing. You need to know how to hook them up. You don't necessarily have to make the reservations, but you better know the answer to the question when it's asked. When I went fishing in Costa Rica, the whole point where we were in Costa Rica was to surf but we went fishing one day and that's the best experience we had because all of a sudden the fishermen were like, whoa, there's sharks. Oh, there's dolphins. There's a whale. We never see whales. And we felt we were having a unique local experience with those fishermen. And I could care less about the surfing. I just want to go fishing all the time. (laughs) And then we got to eat the fish we caught. You know, on that, before you leave, some of those folks, like the fishing people I think of when you go out on a head boat or deep sea fishing or whatever, Those mates and captains, they're some of the best ambassadors for your area there is. They just naturally know they need to give these people a great experience. And maybe you can parlay that into you helped create it. So figure out what are those adventures and experiences in your area. Think about them in your mind right now and make sure you're getting those out to your guests. The good old standbys I wrote, of course, are the pools, one of the three P's, and then hot tubs for our world. It's hot tubs. That is always asked for. Make sure you have the hot tub. And I think you should tell owners, I really can't manage your home unless you get a hot tub, at least in my area. Play tough. But then I wrote five, four or five that I don't think are really needed anymore. Do you want to cover those? I think that's a great idea. Okay. Well, the first one that came up when I was doing my tour through the Arizona home is the agent said she felt I should have a TV in the master. And I said, well, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm everybody's worst nightmare. Cause I said, well, it's funny you say that we've been talking at our company that everyone has their devices. So they don't really need a TV in every bedroom. Controversial. I know maybe colloquial. Is that the right word? It's depending on location in the U S what do you think Tim on the TVs in every bedroom? The every bedroom is what hit me. So I would put it in the master and the other king size and maybe the queen bedrooms. But if you have a kid's room, that's where I think the TVs need to leave. Oh, just me and you all may disagree. 
I think kids need to understand when they go to the bedroom, it's time to go to bed. It's not time to stay up and watch the TV until two o'clock in the morning or whatever the case might be. Deb and I just got a house recently. I put TVs in all the quote, you know, master type bedrooms. We left the one out of the kid's room and I don't regret it. And we haven't gotten a single complaint. Preach. Nobody wants to go on vacation with Tim if you're a kid. (laughs) I totally agree. And sometimes shoving a TV in those bunk rooms is ridiculous anyway. How do you even see them? I think they're just, they never get turned on. Mm -hmm. Okay. Another one, not so neat anymore, is very clear. DVD players. Is there a graveyard of all the millions and billions of DVD players? So this house we just got has the combo DVD and VHS. Oh, (laughs) Nobody needs to, even knows what a VHS is, and nobody buys DVDs anymore. I have an old VHS, VHS tape that I've been wanting to look at. Can I send it to you, and then you can record that or something? I hook you up. I'll save it as an antique and sell it. Did you, but, pay, you need to get those out of there this week. You're dating yourself. Well, there's Our, no tape. It's just the machine is there. I know, but get it out. Yeah, I know. Nobody's bringing a VHS tape on vacation. <laughs> Oh, my Lord. Also not so neat anymore are the big fancy stereo equipment to to all of that, right? We have some legacy stuff and some properties. I bet you all do. The big receiver. None of that's needed. The component system. Oh, yeah. Component. (laughs) I don't know. Are there even those stores anymore where the creepy guy with the long hair tries to sell you the receiver and tell you about some technical reason why you should buy it. You know, what's really cool about not needing DVDs and stereo equipment and all that stuff anymore is we're having owners get rid of their console table under the TV so you can have much more room and it makes the house feel much more spacious. Just get rid of all that junk. Absolutely. And my final one that's not needed so much anymore are lazy boys, recliners. I don't think you'll get any pushback on that. Along that same line, you're used and leftover furniture from your house. That's what I think of with a lazy boy. Mm-hmm. The only lazy boy in the house was already been used in your house for the last five years. And you're like, what are we going to do the thing? Ah, let's put it in the vacation rental. Stop it with that. Everybody out there, you know, I'm passionate about decor and furniture and making a place look great. Get tough with those owners and say that you're the expert and force them to make these homes look great. You know where I still see those though? Airbnb. Oh, should we talk about Airbnb? I poked a bear on that. Uh, Yeah. So that's it for amenities. Hope you liked that episode and you got inspired to talk with your owners. We're going to do a not so hot off the press with definitely happening today. And it's a little off the cuff, but it's going to be about when you have damage at a property and Airbnb specifically says that they will take care of that and they cover guest damage if it's intentional. Have you ever heard that Airbnb will do that? I am looking at you amazed. Really? They make that promise. Yes. If you have, yeah, if you have a guest that treated the home poorly and you can prove damages, they have some guarantee that says they'll reimburse you. My not hot off the press, but definitely happening is we had one of those guests. I'm embarrassed to say they trashed the home we were able to clean everything up except for a bed was broken and a ping pong table was smashed. I don't even want to know what they were doing in there. Plus cleaning the place up took about, I don't know, a hundred hours. So we put the claim in with Airbnb. It's been a month and a half of going back and forth and we finally got the answer and they prorated the value of the bed 
Mm. prorated the value of the ping pong table. So they only paid half of the furniture that broke and they won't pay for any of the cleanup or any of the like carpet cleaning, all the things we had to do. I mentioned this because they talk a big game and in reality, it was a complete pain to deal with them and to try to get some funds out of this affair. So the reason I bring that up is because Airbnb is still the merchant of record where mm-hmm. VRBO is not. And if you book through on your your site, it's not. And so if you have a guest that books through your site or VRBO, you have their credit card, right? And you can charge for damages. And there's a way to do that. On Airbnb, since you don't have the guest credit card, the only way to charge them for intentional damage is through this process. And I'm here to tell you that it didn't go well for us buyer beware there. If you get a bad guest on Airbnb, you're not going to be able to recoup intentional damage. Because they can. That's the answer to that, right? They're the big guy. Yeah. Do as we say. And I'm still fighting it and it's all this, but it's a million emails and just a big pain. Do you know what I mean? It's almost not worth it. Do the right thing, Airbnb. For God's sakes. I've made one claim and since you created your company, Airbnb, and you can't give me the money. Noted. (laughs) When you have the option to turn the table, you will. Yes. I want to finish on a positive note though, Tim. I flew on Southwest recently. And when I was getting on the plane, I said to the guy, do the seats have chargers for my phone? Because it was running low. And instead of him being like, nope, no chargers. He goes, there aren't, but I have an extra charger. Do you want me to bring it to you? And you could use it to charge your phone. Not only that, when he came back through the aisles, I said, no, that's okay. I think my phone will make it. He's coming through the aisles to serve us our water or our Diet Coke or whatever. And he recognized me with my mask on and said, oh, did you get, are you okay with your phone or do you want me to go get that charger? Nice. Okay. So Southwest, I really like, and that made me feel special. So just remember all your agents, all your staff, they need to recognize people and make them feel like humans and not like cattle. Sounds like a future episode. Okay. <laughs> listening to all the amenities, Tim, and agreeing with almost every single one except for you really want those VHS. Bring back data. <laughs> Bring back data. Uh, that'll do it for this time. Great job, Sarah, as always. Always great to see you and talk to you here on the podcast. We'll be back in two weeks with another great episode. Thanks. Bye, Tim. So long, everybody. And that puts a wrap on another episode of Sarah and T, the Professional Vacation Rental Managers podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Sarah Bradford of Winter Park Lodging Company and Steamboat Lodging Company, as well as Tim Cafferty of Outer Banks Blue and Sandbridge Blue Realty Services. Music is provided by Ben Sound. Sarah and T invite you to join them for their next episode. But in the meantime, they encourage you to stay in touch through their website, sarahnt.com, social media channels, or give them a call at 336-612-1612. They love to hear from listeners giving them feedback on what you just heard or providing ideas for future episodes. We look forward to speaking with you next time on Sarah and T.